What's up, everybody? This is Alternate Take. I am your host, Danny Rodriguez. Welcome back to the show. On this episode, we brought you guys a legend, baby, uh, from my hometown. And it's always special when we get to have this guy on. We've had him on before, um, but this time was just a little bit different. It was, uh, it was a huge honor to be able to interview a professional skateboarder, Jeremy Ray. Jeremy Ray was like one of the biggest idols I had when I was a kid growing up in La Habra, California. And um, it's surreal to even be hanging out with him and have a conversation with him. But we brought him back on the show because uh, this past year, his uh, late brother passed away, Jonas Ray. And Jonas Ray was also another skate legend in our neighborhood. So <clears throat> we thought we'd uh, do our best to honor him as best as possible on this podcast. And it was just, it was amazing to have Jeremy stop in, wasn't it, JB? Yeah, super special. Thank you, Jeremy. You're an absolute legend, uh, not just La Habra, but nationally. And uh, it's always an honor to have you on and to come on twice and, and share your stories and experiences and, and with your brother, too. R.I.P. I, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. And I hope you guys out there enjoy the episode. I bring to you professional skateboarder, Jeremy Ray. Alternate take, listeners. What's up, baby? We're back. And on this episode, we brought you back the legend himself, the La Habra kid. The kid who will fuck you up on any skateboard. Actually, I don't know. There's some kids that are really good now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's some really good kids now. But uh, local legend from my neighborhood, and it's an honor to bring him back. We brought you back, Jeremy Ray. Jeremy, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Good yeah. to be here. Hell yeah. So, so the last time we had you on was about, uh, I want to say, like like a year ago, I think. Okay. Don't mind that. Don't worry. <laughs> That's my producer. See how the fuck I got to deal with? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, we had him, we had you on about a year ago mm-hmm. and, uh, it was phenomenal, man. It was big for us because like I said, man, when you're doing this entertainment stuff, like you, you have two sides of you, you have, um, you have that line side. That's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta approach this like the way I approach anything else It's blue. Like, like it's a blue collar job, stay focused and, um, and just do your thing and, and try not to get, try not to think too much. Mm-hmm. And then there's the fanboy in you who's like, oh shit, but this is also like, this is fucking <laughs> Jeremy Ray. You know, and when you're a kid, that's like a big deal because, you know, that's all we'd, we'd watch your videos and all that stuff. We'd watch, you know, anything Plan B that had your name on it. We're all about it. Right. We all had our heroes growing up in skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. So I had my guys I looked up to, and uh, eventually most of them became my good friends. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Right? Up. Yeah. Yeah. And the weird part is, you know, they always say, don't meet your heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, we got lucky, dude. <laughs> you're actually really cool. <laughs> I've met some people where you're like, oh, that guy's a dick. Jesus Christ, you know? And I'm sure he was just having an off day and he was probably just like, fuck off. But, um, but yeah, a lot's happened in the last year and, um, fill us in. How's everything going for you right now? Doing pretty good. Um, just raising the family and, uh, working on our brand. You know, we still got the Ray Bros brand going in, uh, in Jonas's honor and, uh, we're keeping the name and the spirit alive and, you know, I came up with that uh, Jonas Shaka logo because um, I wanted something just to represent him and the way he lived and uh, something that was positive and fun with his name on it. So I came up with that little design and um, ended up actually being my first tattoo I ever got. Wow. So I got him tattooed on my arm now, so he's with me forever. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's that's the main reason I wanted to bring you back. I know we've been talking about this for a long time, is uh, I wanted to do a... a as best a job as I can to uh, represent Jonas Ray on this podcast. <clears throat> I never had the pleasure of meeting him. And mm-hmm. um, when, when we were kids, again, th- that, the Ray Bros, we talked about all the time. And I remember our first episode that we had, I remember talking to, uh, I remember talking to Mike mm-hmm. Escamilla, and I remember talking to Johnny Utah. 
and they're like, dude, that that episode with Jeremy was awesome. You got to get Jonas now. And I remember going, oh, awesome, yeah. I'm gonna, I remember thinking about that, and um, you know, yeah. I, I wanted to bring you on so we can celebrate his life as best as possible, man. Uh, you know, he was a a local legend. I, the support I saw from the whole skate community was bananas. You know, I, I don't think I, I didn't see a I saw a post from probably every single famous skater. I think. Yeah, because we actually. Um... One of our friends started a GoFundMe page to get something going for Jonas so we could do like a proper send-off. And um, we ended up doing a thing down in Huntington Beach area at a place called Sea Legs. So it's right on the sand. And uh, it was a good venue to have everyone out. Um, it was still during the COVID time, so it was nice to be able to have everyone outdoors. And that way, you know, you could stay away from people if you wanted to and breathe your own fresh air. Or you could go hang out with your friends and yeah. not worry too much about it. And we had everyone come out. And, um, yeah, I mean, we had everything we needed there. We were able to feed everybody and have drinks available. And uh, they even had some Budweiser's on ice. And they said these ones are on Jonas. So oh, we were able just to provide that way. And, um, yeah, we even had uh, our buddy Adrian Domain come out and play a small ukulele set. So he did some live music for everybody, which was super fitting. It just, it just all came together uh, pretty, pretty amazingly. You know, wow. with, without a, we did our best to plan ahead, but we kind of just made it all happen and picked a date. We tried to do it on um on a new moon, where because the day that he passed away was on a new moon. Oh wow! So in the next new moon, we were able to lock down that date to do the event, and it was a, you know. Even on a weekday, I think it was on a Wednesday that we did the event. Wednesday, okay. and um, but we still had a big turnout. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Tell tell me the tell me the beginning of uh of of you and Jonas Ray. Tell me the beginning. You know, I remember last time we had you on the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, you shared some really cool stories about how you guys first got sponsored. Yeah, and you're and you're telling us that he was the natural, and which is funny to me hearing <laughs> hearing Jeremy Ray tell us that someone else in the family was the natural, not me. Tell, yeah. me the, tell me the beginning when you first realized, holy shit, my, my brother's got something going on here. He's, he's the he's the one, you know? Well, as we were learning tricks and stuff, I mean, we were both pretty small at the time. Like, we're the the shortest kids in our class kind of thing, you know? <laughs> I was always the second shortest, and he was always the shortest. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I guess he learned kick flips first when it comes down to the tricks, yeah. and I learned heel flips. And then we kind of learned from each other how to do each one yeah it was funny how opposite we were just naturally when it came down to doing tricks we would pick just the opposite ways to do it so like he had backside kick flips and i had frontside kick flips you know and same thing like he did a backside 360s and i learned frontside 360s and it was just naturally opposite all the way down the line all the way to like he did nollie frontside heel flips and i did nollie backside kick flips you know jesus and it went every every trick was just like that but we had a few things where we overlapped like over the years, you know, we both did kickflips. So when we started, you know, warming up spots, we'd have a lot of the same tricks overlapping or we'd do them back to back or something like that. Yeah. But it was always fun to skate with them because we didn't we didn't clash for like doing the same trick at the same spot. We always had our own stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. I, and I, it's super noticeable too when <clears throat> when brothers have that connection where mm-hmm. it, where they're opposites, but it's not like a like a bad thing. Right, it's really cool. People people notice that, and you're like, oh shit! Like, I have a, my, my producer here. Uh, he has the same relationship with his brother. Mm-hmm. It's very unique, and you see it. And one of them's very like, you know, go getter, like n- not an introvert. That one's extrovert, but they're best friends, and they complement each other. Right, it's, a, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, it definitely keeps that balance. And uh, 
Yeah, a lot of people would say that me and Jonas couldn't be more different, but then we had almost, if you put us both together, we were the complete package, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ray bros, yeah, exactly. So what about, what about when you guys went to high school? How, how did things start faring out then? Uh, well, he was one year younger than me, so he's one grade younger than me. So when we moved to La Habra, I started off at La Habra High School as a freshman, and we moved um, after Christmas break. So I showed up as the new kid, and Jonas ended up at uh, Rancho Starbuck. So he That's was there, right. put his time in there. And then, uh, yeah, a year later, he pops into La Habra. And, uh, yeah, he, he was uh, a personality <laughs> over there. You know, I don't know if you've heard any of the stories, but a lot of people from La Habra have heard the stories of Jonas in the high school days. Oh, I'd love he to. He was always him. like, <laughs> he was getting in trouble, but he wasn't really causing a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like trouble just was around him and followed him. And uh, most of it was pretty innocent stuff that he was doing, but it's the kind of stuff that just, you know, rubs teachers and principals <laughs> the wrong way. And uh, yeah, just, I don't know. It It's hard to control. It's funny because I, I have the same relationship with my brother a lot. Um He's more like you, and, I, and I'm more like what Jonas would be. And mm-hmm. whenever you have a personality, it, it's just inevitable. You're going to get yourself in a little bit of trouble. It, right. just, it just is what it is, you know. And and you know that going in, you know, it's not it's not to offend anybody, but you just know, like, you know, when you let yourself shine a little bit, it's yeah. pe- people love it, or sometimes people get a little feathered by it, you know. Especially yeah. especially in those days, you know, I'm sure there was a, I'm sure there's a few gangsters or two probably walking around La Habra a little upset at the skater kid, you know, doing his thing. Yeah. No, honestly, the. The Cholos were cool. Yeah. They, were, they were always cool with us because a lot of them used to skate. Yeah. So they'd, they'd come up and talk to us and be like, yeah, I used to skate. But, <laughs> you know, and they'd share their story of when they were skating. Their and, glory you days. Know, they're yeah. like Tony Hawk's story or, you know, sometime yeah. when they saw a Powell demo or whatever it was, you know, <laughs> or even back to the skate park in Whittier. Yeah. Like, yeah, I used to go to the Big O or stuff like that. Like, right. Whatever it was, they'd, they'd all have a story. That's funny. But they, were, they never really messed with us that much. That's beautiful. Yeah. Hey, La Habra's good like that. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so after high school, um, when did uh, when did you guys take off and start becoming like full professionals? And, and, and were you guys doing it together or was it like a separate thing? Like uh, where I'll go this way and you go that way? Well, what um, kind of kicked it off for us, we'd been skating for about 10 years um, without being sponsored or anything. And uh, we had maybe had shop sponsors along the way, but, you know, you go in and they'll give you a discount on boards or free grip tape or whatever it yeah. is. So they keep you going, but um, it's not going to really be something to support you. So you need to get a board sponsor and a shoe sponsor or whatever else it is. So we ended up going to skate camp, the Visalia skate camp. Um, it's a YMCA camp, but That's it's right. one of the older camps. And um, just a really good group of people run that place, some real – real skateboarders that are down to help the kids out, help them learn. And it's just, they're almost like their own little community up there. Yeah. So we anted up, saved up some money and got sent to skate camp for a week. Wow. And uh, it was a, a really cool experience because you get to skate all the ramps, be there with all the other kids that are learning. Then also pros are coming through. Yeah. And other sponsored AMs and stuff. So you get to skate with the people that are actually doing it for a living. And, uh, you realize that they're actually just normal people, you know? They're kids just like us that, you know, someone took notice to, and now they're getting free stuff, and now they're in the magazines. And uh, it seemed a lot more attainable after being right there with them, skating with them, and seeing that they, they bail sometimes too, you know? Yeah. And they're <laughs> learning stuff right alongside you. So, you know, it wasn't 
we weren't that far off. So right. it made it more reasonable to think, yeah, maybe we could get sponsored. Right. So, and that's our first sponsors came from going to skate camp. Wow. Because we ran into um, the team manager of Thunder and Spitfire. That's the dude, uh, Shrugi. And uh, he took notice of Jonas and me, but he um, was watching us skate. The, we did a street contest on the street course out there, and uh, Jonas ended up getting first place. And I got second place. <laughs> I, I bailed one of my tricks over the big hip, and uh, <laughs> and Jonas's run was flawless. That's oh, what I'm man. saying. Like he just he was able to put stuff together, and he was just super consistent, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember his run. And after everything that he landed, he did two thumbs up. <laughs> like he'd look at the judges and smile and do a two thumbs up after every trick, which was hilarious. He just had like one of those funny personalities. You yeah, know? he had that or, spirit. Yeah, I was just trying to go as big and as fast as I could, pop everything super high. And like, yeah. you know, I missed one of the kickflips over hip, I think it was. And my kickflips are kind of like, they're explosive, but uncontrollable, you know? Yeah. It's hard to get them every time. Yeah. Like, I might get it 9 out of 10, but, you know, you're in the contest, you only get one shot. Yeah, and I, exactly. I missed a big one. I think I caught it primo, and I couldn't make it. So, uh, yeah, he ended up taking that one down, but I got second. Wow. And uh, after that contest, they um, said that if you wanted to ride for Thunder and Spitfire, they'd send them a box. Damn. So they were going to flow them. And then uh, we ended up skating the rest of the week with all those guys. And uh, I just ended up asking, like, well, how do I get this thing going, you know? Yeah. And they told me to send in a video. Like, when you get home, make a video and send it up, and we'll check it out. Yeah. So I did. And then we both ended up getting boxes in the mail. That's the best, man. Yeah. You guys, is, you guys I've seen some of your uh, videos together where you guys are skating some, like, good uh, some good stairs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and they're just fucking way too cool, man. It's it's a trip because me and my brother, ha- we had videos when we were kids, but, I mean, we're, we fucking sucked. It was, <laughs> we look back and these are hilarious now. They're just funny, but, like, wow, man, you guys, you guys had some really, some really good stuff. How much do you think uh, Jonas's personality played into him being such a successful skater? Because I feel like that, that happy-go-lucky attitude that he had was the yeah. reason why he was so successful. I mean, like, he... It, it almost eliminates a lot of the fear, and I'm sure he had fears and anxieties before you mm-hmm. do a crazy trick, but, like, he always reminded himself kind of subconsciously, like, I'm just Jonas Ray, and I'm going to have fun doing this. And I think that's a huge, huge thing to accomplish in any in any big performance thing whatsoever. Yeah. No, he had a lot of confidence, and uh, he was just fun to be around, which that's what, you know, sponsors and teams, they want someone they can hang out with, you yeah. know? Yeah, And uh, that'll make it fun. So he was easy to get along with, and... Uh, yeah, he just he was good at skateboarding and he was fun to hang out with. So yeah. that's that's all you need. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. When you guys started getting older, <clears throat> and uh, kids are coming around, um, how was that for you? Seeing seeing your brother coming around, and you have kids now. Yeah. Because um, that's when things change. You know, I I know um, I know for me, like you know, me and my brother were always were always you know at each other's heads for anything. Mm. But when there's kids around, like we both turn into teddy bears, and now it's like it's a, it's a different development in the stages of brothers. Yeah. You know, what was it like to see your brother, you know, be such a big part of you know your kid's life? Yeah, it was actually cool that he got to be there because he was living with us um, when we had our two little guys running around the house. So he was really close with the kids, and uh, they loved. They called him Uncle Jobo. Yeah. And uh, awesome. they loved their Uncle Jobo, and yeah, my daughter Jaden would just climb all over him. And yeah. Just. Be all up on him and always asking him to do funny stuff. Like yeah. <laughs> whatever game she was playing, she was always like getting him involved in it. And he was really generous with his time. Like he'd always do it. Yeah. You know? 
even if he was tired coming back from a long day at work or whatever he was doing. Yeah. And he just wants to sit on the couch. She's like, Uncle Jobo, come check this out. I'm doing this. And like get them all involved in it. And they <laughs> she'd always have some kind of project she was working on. And yeah, she she uh constantly had him working on something. That's special. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad he I'm glad he got to be a part of that for your kids. That's those are memories that'll never go away. I'm sure they'll never forget it either. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> so um I wanted to talk about too like your like your favorite, do you have any favorite skate memories that you have with Jonas? Like either fails or just like, or successes, one of the two. Fails are usually the memories people remember the most where you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, we really we really botched that. Or maybe you ate, you ate it hard somewhere or any stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. We had so many stories over the years. Just like, I don't know. It's hard to pull from memory on the spot. You know? Like, right. Oh, yeah, it's tough. You know, the... The Jonas stories tend to pop up when we're just talking about other things, and then someone will say something, and it'll spark a memory of something funny that Jonas did. And uh, there's stories for days. So I had started this thing um, just for a hashtag on Instagram. If anyone wanted to share my Jonas story, it was hashtag my Jonas story. And you can look that up, and people started typing up their story. But what I realized is, it's hard to sit down and type it, and it takes a long time to tell a story, you know, typing it out yeah. word for word. And uh, it discouraged a lot of people from actually writing their stories down. So what I want to do now is actually do the same thing, but just pretty much film yourself, like talk to your phone. Yeah. And you can film it, and when you're done, if you like the way the story came out, you could share that and put the same hashtag on it. So that way, it just just be like you telling a story to your friend wow. of what happened. So I'm gonna, I've been meaning to do the first one just to kick it off, and then uh, hopefully other people will chime in and share their stories too. Oh. And it should be a good way to do it because then you could you could actually see the person telling their story and their personality will come through. And like you know, sometimes the written word doesn't have the same effect. You Never won't get like the personality out of it, right? Or you you know maybe sometimes they're being sarcastic and you can't read it, so it's hard to get the tone. So speaking it should do it. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, that's that's always been a big thing in uh, in my family. We've always we've always done videos, <clears throat> always, uh, for like if it's a big event. Like we just did it recently. My uh, my brother's uh, fiance's thirtieth birthday party, and my brother mm-hmm. behind her, behind her back was like, hey, "Everyone, send me a video. You know, send me happy birthday and your favorite yeah. thing about her." Blah blah blah. And and probably forty people did it. Yeah, and then. They put it into one video. She has no idea, and they're like, "Oh, we have to show you something. Come to the living room." And then you put it. It's just like it. It melts your heart when someone does that for you. Yeah. It's really deep, you know. And um, I think that would be a beautiful thing. And there's there's probably so many, probably so many stories, you know, so many Jonas Ray stories well, that people funny, would love to hear. Like um, Jonas actually did that for one of my last birthdays. He had gotten everyone to pitch in because I needed a laptop, like a computer to do the graphics for Ray Bros and stuff. Oh, wow. My laptop had gotten so old, it wouldn't even connect to um, email. And because through Illustrator, I had an old version of Illustrator, so all my designs were coming out. And it was hard to pass them on to the next thing to get the products made. Yeah. I had to like, keep working with it and figuring it out. And like it was just an outdated system, older MacBook Pro. And it was funny. It worked for all those years and did everything I needed it to do and it still worked, but it just didn't connect to the rest of the world anymore. Yeah. So then he was like, you know what? Let's get you hooked up with something. And he never told me about it. It was going to be a surprise, but, um, he got everyone to pitch in and we picked out a, a new computer wow. that would work. So we got the laptop. And then as part of that, 
he had everyone who pitched in film a little video and send it in and they edited it all together just saying happy birthday and hope you enjoy your new thing and you know right. and that's the one i'm still using today and it's the reason why we're able to do a lot of the designs we're doing for ray bros just um from what he provided from that wow so that was really cool he was able to put that together it's amazing man and and i everything ray bros man i i love it we support it around here as much as possible man it's it's you guys generally have really cool stuff like it is all the artwork all the shoes the shirts i mean i'm rocking the jonas t-shirt now yeah um i love your stuff man. any time i can go around and brag about it i do um how how much of a big deal of it was it to you mm. to be able to have the opportunity to go into business with your brother and it be successful and it to be something that you guys can carry on forever i mean you can walk around with a hat that says Ray Bros forever, right. and it's it's almost like you get to wear him every single day. Yeah, um, it was something like Jonas and I had always had different sponsors. We had tried to a couple times get on the same team so we could do stuff and travel together. And um, like when I rode for Plan B, he rode for the sister company Platinum, so that was cool because we were able to travel together because we were affiliated. Right. But a lot of the times we we're separated by too much to where we were on different schedules different tours we didn't get to do a whole lot together so when we had an opportunity to do ray bros um it was just like look at this point we can do it ourselves and we can do it together and we can bounce ideas off each uh, off each other and just uh, come up with the designs that we like and uh it was kind of like anything goes we can do it our way so we just jumped right in and did it and um you know, everything we made sold through, so we made another round and just kept trying to, you know, build new stuff, make more stuff, and figure out what else we can create together and um, got it to where it is today. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I saw those boards you, uh, you designed recently, <clears throat> and I'm, 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 they're, already sold, they're already selling out too fast. And yeah. I, I can't. I, I want to get one, and I'm like, I want to get it, and I don't even want to write it, to be honest with you. Like, it looks too yeah. nice. It looks too, like, special. You know what I'm saying? How, how's yeah. that been making all those boards with all your brothers, you know, representation on it? It looks beautiful, man. Yeah, we're trying to just um, keep the his name and his spirit alive, and just um, bring people joy with it. You know, a lot of people are buying one just to hang on their wall, just to have a piece of them yeah. around, and it just brings a smile. You know, yeah. And even I've had people that bought one of the boards and just like, you know what? Looking at it, I can feel the energy off this board. Wow, you know? it's just it. It I don't know. It's it's got a life of its own. I think I think it's not only that like you see his the design on there, but it's like mm -hmm. it was made out of wood and craft and it was crafted by his brother. I think that's what's the most special part about it, man. It's like you can't mm -hmm. beat something that natural. You know what I'm saying? It's it's uh it's not an NFT, you know, this right. is like a complete, you know, piece of wood that's made. It's it's phenomenal shit, you know. And man, I, I saw that and I teared up a little bit too, man. I think I think that was you know, it was amazing, man. Well, I've been doing my best to build the completes so people that are buying a board for the first time um, can have a full one ready to ride. So I've been setting them up myself, gripping them, and um, I don't know, we had just gotten a, a box of trucks and bearings. We were getting all the ingredients to start building these completes. So when the boards came through, I was able to start putting them together, and uh, we sold a bunch right before Christmas, so a lot of people... You know, got boards for their kids. It'll be their first board. Wow. So they ended up just being really special. You yeah. Know? They're coming out cool. And, you know, I don't know when they're done, they just look like they're fun to ride. Yeah. And uh, I've been getting the pictures back of the people who got them. And just you can tell how stoked they are. Yeah. So it's rad. Where can people, where can people get those? 
Um, I was trying to get enough built to where I could put some on the site. And uh, every time I built a new one, someone would hit me up directly and be like, oh, I want one of those. Can I have one? Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. <laughs> so we, I set one aside and then I'd build another one and I couldn't build them fast enough. Yeah. And I got all the way down to where I ran out of grip tape and I ran out of like bolts and wheels. So then I just ordered some new stuff and it came um, just a couple days ago. So I'm going to start rebuilding and uh, build them until we run out of product again. So wow. I'll just keep putting them together. And it's it's kind of cool to have like a pro building your board for you too, you know? Oh, like how many yeah. people get that? You know, you get a pre-built, you know, they're probably coming from China all assembled. And uh, or you could have me build it for you. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. And I do it exactly the way I would write it. So I make sure everything is up to my standards. Oh. So and I got pretty high standards. That's what like for what I read. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. That's like if if you're a kid for me, like if you're getting like a you're getting hitting lessons from Nomar Garcia Para, you're just like, oh, what? Like, it's different. It's right. just different. It's you cherish every fucking moment you have with that, especially with the skateboard, with anything. That that is that is huge, man. Yeah, it's something special. Like you know, I doubt if you buy you know the don- the Tony Hawk complete that he's the one setting it up for you. Right. You know? <laughs> so. But if you buy it from Ray Bros, you got one of the Ray Bros actually putting it together. Exactly. And uh, we had actually filmed some videos um, kind of showing the process of putting it together. And I had filmed one of Jonas um, just on our backyard mini wrap. We set up a table and uh, got all the stuff out, and we filmed the process of building the complete. And then um, when he was done with it, we shot a Polaroid with it, and he signed the bottom of the Polaroid, and that went out with the complete. Wow. And we were going to do that for every rider. So, like, I did mine first. Jonas was gone, and I was just filming myself. Same thing. I put the table up, got all the stuff out, and tried to just walk everyone through the process of building a, a complete. Yeah. So we were going to have um, each of the writers do that at least once and just show their different ways of putting it together. Yeah. So Because everyone's got their little things that they do, like a certain order they put things in or like how they do it. And um, it was cool just documenting it. So I'll try to share that video again um, so people can be reminded of just how fun that was. Yeah. Yeah. Did did Jonas have a uh, particular uh, way of assembling his board that was different from yours? Was there like small subtle differences that he liked? Yeah, especially with the way he did his grip. He always liked um, cutting the grip into squares. Oh wow! So it put like lines across your board, and he would line them up um, so they didn't overlap where the bolts were. He had a certain way that he did it to where it always looked the same, and it just um, it kind of helps you with where you put your feet on the board. It almost gives you like little measuring sticks of where compared to that line where you put your foot for a kickflip, you know? Yeah. Like he knew his spots and the lines helped. Interesting. So, yeah, he he did that for years. Wow. Yeah. What's like uh what what was the most surprising part um from all the amazing amazing things that people had to say? Um mm-hmm. what was like I guess the most like wow, I didn't know that guy had a story about uh Jonas or oh wow, like I didn't know this guy was you know, so that impacted by him. Is there anything like that that comes to mind? You know, I, I saw like I saw Tony Hawk say stuff. I saw a lot of people that were very influential in this business <clears throat> say some very nice things about your brother. Yeah, you forget how far um, his reach went. You know, like he definitely knew a lot of people, influenced a lot of people, and um, it was cool just hearing all the stories. And they all can't kind of came in at once. Yeah, you know? it's heavy. so it was hard to manage all the messages coming in. Right, and yeah, it was overwhelming for sure. But it was all positive, and uh, people had great stories to share, and just you know, a lot of people just checking in. So it, yeah. it was crazy times. You yeah, know? but um, it was there was a lot of love. So good, it was good. Good. If there's yeah. if there's uh, anything you you can uh, 
take away from Jonas's personality and uh, try to use that to give it to a young kid who's trying to, you know, survive in this crazy world right now. Mm-hmm. What would what would be the best part to Jonas? You would like to tell him that you think this is this is the correct way to live because I've seen it done. I've seen my brother do it this way, and, yeah. and I know that it works. Well, Jonas, um, he was funny. Like he liked skateboarding so much, and he loved doing it. But he didn't like the fame that came along with being good at it. Right. He never wanted to be famous. He definitely wanted to be behind the scenes doing his thing. And yeah, he didn't like doing interviews and podcasts and things like that. Right. He just liked the skateboarding part. Yeah. You know? And uh, he A wasn't purist. big on people it. coming up to him, like asking him questions or, you know, even asking him for stuff. A lot of times when we were growing up, as sponsored kids and um when he was professional especially people would just come up like hey you're pro can i have, can i have your board yeah you know it's like you get them for free why wouldn't you just, and i was like <laughs> yeah no this is my skateboard you gotta buy it <laughs> yeah not not that you gotta buy it but like no this is my skateboard i care about this i put this together of course, you know yeah. <laughs> and like yeah i'm sure like i could put another one together at home if i have all the stuff but like you know yeah. you don't always have everything you need and uh <laughs> They they think that you're on a different level and you just have racks of all this stuff at your house and it's right. not really like that. No, you know? not at all. Yeah, so like you still care about the board you're riding and it's got your trucks just the way you like them and stuff. You yeah. Know? So yeah, he didn't like people always just hitting him up for stuff. Yeah. You know, and wanting something free because his name was on a board. You know. Yeah. It's like <laughs> he'd rather just hang out with you and skate with you and have a session. You know. Yeah. And maybe a beer after if you're old enough. You That's know. A- <laughs> yeah. That's funny because um. You know, even like uh, going back for us kids, like when uh, when like Lords of Dogtown came out, um, they they show that all the personalities in the movie they have they have like they all hit certain levels like that. Like there's like there's the skaters that that want the fame. You know, there's a Tony Elvis who, right. who was craving it. And Some then, people thrive. Yeah, for the fame. yeah, yeah. They, and then, they live for the fame. And Jonas was definitely the opposite. Right. He he yeah. reminds like a J Boy Adams. J Boy Adams was he was like no, this is not why I skate. I skate because I I love the game. You know, and as soon as it gets too big, yeah, there's he, definitely a lot of similar similarities there. Yeah, yeah, because even like hearing um, Jason, well, Jay Adams talking about like how all that went down, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I could have been more successful, maybe if I marketed myself differently or something like that." But it wasn't about that for him. It was wow. more about just the enjoyment of skateboarding itself. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is uh, whenever someone is actually like focused on just that. And uh, it, it creates a huge level of intrigue and mystery. And you people that are into that kind of thing, like if you're deep in skateboarding, you actually crave what that guy is really thinking. Because yeah. you're like, you know, he doesn't do a lot of interviews. You know, he doesn't do. I want to know like what's it. You know, what what what's his passion? What what drives right. him? You know, I want to know his backstory, stuff like that. And it actually creates, you know, a, a better understanding of who the person is. You actually have you respect him a lot more because of that. Yeah. So I. It's funny, even the way he would go about shooting photos. Like, he was hard to lock down. I would go out and shoot photos with people, and I'd always try to bring them along so he could get something. Yeah. And a lot of times he would. But um, he got a lot of stuff done when he lived with Jody Morris, who was a photographer from Canada. And um, while they were roommates, he ended up shooting an interview for Transworld. Oh, wow. And it was all just right there because Jody's there. He's a photographer, you know? Yeah. And you got a skateboarder, and they live together. So they'd go out and find stuff to shoot. And he's real easy to work with when it's right there. But then you try to like, you know, when I was going out to shoot something and, hey, Jonas, like, you want to come meet up and do this when we didn't even live together, you know? And yeah. just trying to get there on time to do something. Like, 
he he didn't want to be on anyone else's schedule. He was definitely on his own <laughs> trip, on his own schedule, and he could do amazing things if you were there with him at the right time. Right. Know? But trying to get him to do anything outside of that, he wasn't into being pulled to your spot early in the morning, you know, <laughs> and uh, try to do anything. Yeah, so, that's funny as hell. What yeah. were what were like your uh, like I guess. Uh, do you have any specific memories when um, not related to skating? Mm-hmm. You know, that's just you and your brother, you know, that you, you think uh, that come to mind or that you just go, wow, you know, I'm glad those are part of my life now. Well, we had a, a pretty amazing story of me, my brother Jonas, and our older brother Jazz. We were uh, on a round-the-world trip with my mom and my grandmother. Oh, wow. And um, we ended up seeing some of the, you know, the seven wonders of the world, like, we ended up seeing some pretty amazing spots. Like we got to see the the Great Wall of China, the Taj Mahal. Wow. And uh on that trip we got to go to the the pyramids in Giza. Damn. And my brother Jazz was able to talk to a local guide who he set up something where we were gonna meet him late at night and go climb the Great Pyramid of Giza oh, at shit. night. <laughs> and um which turns out is really illegal, <laughs> and they have uh, like machine gun armed guards at the bottom that I think they're legally allowed to shoot you if you yeah. are on the pyramid. Yeah. So it was a whole like you know Mission Impossible, like late night, <laughs> just sketchy, sketchy mission to get up this thing, and uh, it's a very long story. But what happened in the end is all three of us. We're up at the top of the Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt. No way. At night, just by ourselves, standing at the top of this pyramid. Wow. And we got to spend, you know, about five to ten minutes up at the top, just taking it all in before we had to climb down in secrecy. But uh, I guess the way the pyramid works, it's uh, at night, it's only lit on one side at a time, Mm -hmm. and it rotates which side it's lit on. So that's getting up and getting down. We had to wait till it was on the shade shady side yeah and try to climb down and when the light came out on the side you're climbing you had to lay lay down in the stairway of it like to, <laughs> so you're in the shadow so that you can't be seen and just when the light went off you go climb as many as you can up and down to get up and off it wow so it was a wild wild story and uh there were machine gun guards running around yelling and we had our guide <laughs> trying to help us through and uh we got in and out safely but yeah, it was a wild, wild experience. Wow, man. That's, all, all three of us, the Ray Bros on top of the pyramid. <laughs> that's a phenomenal story, man. I I think those are the ones, you know, it's funny. Those those are the ones you probably remember more than the skate ones, you know, because there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's too many skate ones, but those are the ones where you're like, wow, man, that's, you know, me and my brother did that. Yeah, it's hard to believe that, that actually happened. But, um, yeah, and we brought, like, um, those disposable cameras with us because... My grandmother had gone into the Great Pyramid like decades before, and she tried to shoot a photo in there. I guess you're not supposed to. <laughs> so, But her camera didn't work inside the pyramid. She came outside, and it worked outside. So then she went back inside, tried it again, and it didn't work again. Oh, wow. And then I ended up inheriting that camera. It was my graduation gift from high school. Wow. And, um, so I used it for years, and then it did stop working, and I had to take it in to get repaired. And they said there was something wrong with the electrical system inside the camera. And they said they'd never seen that happen. Whatever happened to it, something got fried in the electrical system. So they were able to replace it. 
But um, we never found out what it was, but it was something to do with the pyramids. And it affects the electronics of certain things. That's bananas. So, and I don't know what it is. Yeah, so we tried the disposable camera, figuring there's no electronics on this, so we should be able to use that. And same thing, like all the photos from before we were on the pyramid came out. Anything on the pyramid was completely black. And then we what shot the photos hell? after we came down, and those photos came out. So there's something going on, I don't know, that affects the film. You know how like some photographers don't want their film going through like the um, little detector at the airport? Yeah. Where they go through that scanning bed because there's something about the whatever radiation. Yeah, whatever something they, like that. they use the, <clears throat> to scan your stuff, it sometimes will affect or erase the film. So there must be some kind of electromagnetic yeah. energy or something that's strange around or in or on those pyramids that will do the same thing wow that's a beautiful memory man i love uh, it um what kind of uh what kind of designs and what kind of future can we look at with ray bros uh coming forward you know with, with uh with as much uh jonas memorabilia as possible man i i know for a fact and i want to i want to be involved and i want to be a big part of it man it's a it's an amazing thing, you know. We got new yeah. decks, we got new shirts. You know, I this I love this shirt. I wear it all the time, and every time I wear it, I actually get asked about it all the time. Yeah, I get asked about it all the time because no one notices that, like in the beginning, that they're like that. This actually spells out Jonas because they, right. they just think it's this. And right. when I explain it, they go, "Oh, I can see it. That's awesome." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it's my it's my friend's brother, you yeah. know, RIP, and um and um you know look him up and you know just and then they go down the rabbit hole and they see how you know beloved he was. Yeah. Um, is there any future designs we can look forward to? Yeah, we'll do some more um, boards and things with that logo. We're going to figure out what we can do with it. Um, I've been talking with Pat Chinita a lot about what we want to do next. Yeah. Because um, we've been skating a lot together, filming some clips in the mornings. Yeah. And, um, just getting out and hitting those local parks. So while we're there, we'll chat about what we want to do next with the brand. And, um, yeah, I'll have some designs coming. We still have more boards um, in the works. We're trying to figure out what we want to do for those next ones. But, yeah, Jonas will always be a part of the line, and um, we'll just try to, you know, do things in his honor as much as we can and, and keep the stoke alive for Jonas. I love it, man. I I think uh, that celebration of a live concert you had, I think if that was a yearly, I think that'd be phenomenal, <laughs> you know? I think that'd be really cool. Just anyone yeah. who can make it out, we're going to have a barbecue here. You know, bring bring whatever you want to drink. This is what we're going to do. There's going to be some music and, you know, you know, and, and it, every year there's always new memories coming out. Oh, yeah, fuck, I remember about that one, you know, and I, I, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be cool, too. I know we do that with my family members, you know. Um, you know, it's 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 a, I think for some people, they don't they probably don't understand it, but, like, I, I think it's a good way to look at uh, the passing of somebody. Right. And, and, to, and to handle it is to celebrate their life as much as possible, you know, and I, I think uh, if you can do that, then you got to get head on your shoulders for sure. Yeah, we'll figure out what we can do. I mean... I don't know if it's a good idea to celebrate on his birthday, something like that, because mm -hmm. that's a special day that you know would always come around and it would always be a celebration. So right, of I mean, course. we could keep it going with that, but of we'll see. I would love so that. We'll figure it out. Definitely. If there's um, if there's one part of Jonas's legacy that you would want everyone to remember, you mm -hmm. know, when they think about Jonas, this is what you, this is what you hope they got out of his life. What would that be? That's a tough one. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, he just would do what made him happy, you know? I think that's all he was ever looking for was just to just to be happy. So Wow. Yeah. I guess mean, it's as simple as that. Guess he worked up, man. It does. Yeah. It really does, man. 
That's beautiful, man. Well, dude, I'm 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 honored you came here. I really am, man. Um, I did I don't I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're a busy busy person, man. I know you got Ray Bros killing it, and I know you're you're a dad and do what you're doing. But I re- mm-hmm. I really wanted to be able to uh, represent Jonas as much as possible on here. Right on. Um, and and you sharing your words, man. I know this is gonna touch a lot of people because I know a lot of people are gonna listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I know they're formulating Jonah stories right now, and they're going, right. "God damn, like I want to, I want to tell the stories. I'm gonna call it, you know, Jeremy after this." And um, yeah, and I know we popped in here last minute, so I didn't have a whole lot of stuff already prepared to bring to the table for Jonah stories. But what I will, I'll promise to do my best to share some of those Jonah stories, and I'll hashtag my Jonah story. And um, if anyone else has anything they want to share, just feel free to pop on and film yourself and and share it the same way. And uh, you'll see some some good stories popping up soon. Yeah, I can't wait to see all that, man. It's going to be awesome. And um, uh, where can people go and find uh, all the Jonas memorabilia and like all your guys' uh, stuff, like Instagrams and websites and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, going to raybros.com is a good way to see what we actually have available. And if you want to see what's coming, um, you could always check my page. It's just, you know at Jeremy underscore Ray on Instagram. And uh, that's where I share most of the stuff that's going on, just, you know, from the skating we're doing daily to upcoming products that are in the works and um, any other projects we're working on. It pretty much all goes through through there first. So if you want to stay up to date, that's the best way. Just come check in, say hi over there. Perfect. Well, Jeremy, thanks for stopping in. And uh, like I said, man, I mean, your guys, your relationship with your brother is very, is very admirable. It was a. Uh, it's something I, I I hope to obtain, you know, as much as I can in my life, and you know, I appreciate everything you do, man. Yep. And don't forget to hug your brother. Yes, sir. Always. This is alternate take. I'll see you guys soon. Peace. All right. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with the great professional skateboarder Jeremy Ray. It was an honor to have you back on the show, Jeremy. Um, I really appreciate you coming on here and being as vulnerable as you were. Uh, that's that's very difficult to do. I don't know if I would have the guts to do it, but um, you know, it, it's it's one of the most respected things I've ever seen, man. I really do appreciate that, and um, I know for sure I'm gonna be hugging my brother a little bit tighter after this interview, man. I really appreciate you coming in here and and doing what you did. Yeah, super special episode. Thank you, Jeremy. I'm uh, you know, I've got two brothers as well, so really hits home, really hits hard. Um, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you being so vulnerable and and talking about everything. It was a a great episode and an honor to have you. I love it. <clears throat> For all of you guys out there, man, like I said, go check out raybros.com. Uh, check out their uh, Instagram, man. They got so much cool Jonas merch. And, you know, any way you can uh, represent him while he's gone and uh, live his best life is is uh, amazing in our book, man. So thank you guys for checking in. Uh, go to Jeremy Ray's Instagram as well and see what they got going on there. This has been Alternate Take. I'll see you guys soon. Peace.